How do you hook listeners from the opening minutes of a story? What elements should you keep in mind to lure them into your world and make them never want to leave? We'll step into dark storytelling territory with the legend of lore himself, Aaron Mankey. Welcome to The Pod Lab, a podcast movement original series. I'm Doug Frazier, producer and host of NPR's What We Do. And I'm also a guy who just loves telling stories through podcasts. Our guest today shares that same love. But before we go down that rabbit hole of grim and delight, let's get into the Pod Lab tip of the week. Okay, this week, let's really push the tonal theme and, and talk about atmospheric sound effects. If you inject these sound effects into your podcast, you'll find they're great for creating mood and atmosphere. There are two types I'll mention today. Dark. Doesn't that just make your spine tingle? And here's an example of light atmospheric sound effect. Within those two categories are subcategories. For example, accents and ambiance. Here's a dark accent. And on the flip side, here's a light accent. This is dark ambiance. And this is light ambiance. The category of atmospheric sound effects is broad, and if I'm being honest, really freaking cool. I mean, tell me this doesn't make you feel things. That was a combination of three dark ambience atmospheric sound effects, a repeater, a sweep, and an effect called prowl. That's the one that sort of sounded like an animal there for a minute. There's also a riser thrown in there for good measure, because my god, I love risers. Have you used atmospheric sound effects in your podcast? Is there an opportunity, maybe, to test them in the future? Give it a try and see what happens. You might find that they give your podcast more life, or, or maybe the iteration process will spark other ideas. Now it's time to hear a question from the Podcast Movement community. This week's question comes all the way from Dublin, Ireland. Hi, I'm Kieran Mangan. My podcast is called Shark Files. It's about the true stories of when shark and human lives collide. My question is, how can I create better openings for my narrative podcast? Thanks so much for that great question, Kieran. To help answer it, let's have a chat with Aaron Mankey, who knows a thing or two about telling a good story. Aaron is the creator and host of Lore, a critically acclaimed podcast about true life scary stories. It has a huge following with over 5 million downloads a month. He also has several other podcasts he works on, including Cabinet of Curiosities, American Shadows, the newly released Bridgewater, and more. And if that wasn't enough, his podcast production company, aptly named Grim and Mild, boasts over 430 million downloads for its slate of shows. So let's see what Aaron has to say about creating better openings for a narrative podcast. 
Boy, a great opening for a story. You know, I'm going to answer this from the standpoint of lore because I executive produce a number of shows and they all have sort of different approaches to how they do that. But um, lore is my baby and it's where I, I sort of flex my intuition the most. So the way my, my introductions work on lore is I want a story that captures you instantly um, and brings you into the vicinity of the theme or the topic that we're going to talk about in the episode, but doesn't give away the end of the journey right away. So it, it it's sort of like uh, that old skee-ball game where you you roll the ball down the track and, and there's lots of holes and that, that center one is the theme. And, and I want to land it somewhere on the outskirts, um, you know, and something that also can be told rather quickly. Now, that's that's a stylistic or a format choice from, from my show. I want to spend about two minutes on that intro, drop my name, the name of the show, and then get into the meat of the of the topic for for that episode. But but those intros, you know, short and sweet. Tom Petty, um, who I saw in concert, I feel like it was yesterday, but it was four years ago last week, right before he died. Um, he's he had this famous saying about songwriting, and and hands down, he's just one of the best songwriters in American music history. And he said, "Don't bore us, get to the chorus." And to me, that's sort of the epitome of the introduction. That's right there. Don't don't bore us. Don't 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 mess around. You're here to lay a theme down, do it in an interesting way, and then move us into the episode. That's a pretty high bar to reach for with every episode. How do you know when you've actually done it and can actually, you know, put the pencil down and rubber stamp it as finished? You know, um, yeah, I've, I've done six and a half years of this. I think episode 176 will come out um, in just a few days. Wow. Everything is handcrafted, but there's also sort of an assembly line portion to what I do. You know, I, I have to write an introduction. I have to write an Acts 1, 2, and 3. I need to write my summary. And then there's an ad break and I have to write an epilogue. I have to do all those things for every episode. So in a sense, it's it's sort of like a, a template that I'm following. But every episode just sort of speaks to me. I, I tend to not write the introduction until I've read my research outline for the episode itself. I want to walk away knowing where will the plane go and where will I land it at the end. Mm-hmm. And that tells me maybe what that larger, less specific theme might be. And then I say to myself, well, how do I get into that theme? How do I open that door? I don't have to explore the room. I just need to find a way to introduce the idea. You know, maybe we're going to talk about um, how, um, maybe we're going to talk about a haunted house and the theme is about home is where you should feel safe, but sometimes you don't, you know, you feel haunted. And maybe I just need a story that brings up the idea of home. Um, and so what I do is I read my outlines, you know, my, my research can be anywhere from 12 to 20 pages long. And I have a couple of researchers who are long-winded. So sometimes it's in the 30 to, <laughs> 30 to 40 pages. They, they beat me up. Um, I read them over the weekend and then, um, like Sunday night, I just sort of sit and let it marinate. And, uh, hopefully by the time I sit down Monday morning, I have picked out a topic for the intro and I've already started to script it in my head. So it's, it's all about putting the ingredients in and letting them settle for a while and every introduction ends up being different because of that you know every entry you know sometimes it's a an archaeological detail or fact or discovery that's that's a great way of bringing something in look at what people did eight thousand years ago you know Mm -hmm. here's this thing Um, and sometimes it's just kind of cold starting out talking about a concept or or an idea and um, it feels more like you're writing a 
a speech for a graduation or something. And, and uh, every episode just has its own little flavor and personality. You mentioned this briefly, and I'm, I wanted to touch on it a bit more. Is, is part of the process of creating an opening for you also creating the ending to work toward? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because to, to draw the path that the listener will go on on their journey for that episode, you need a point A and a point B. And point B being the end of the episode, um, that's that's how you draw the line. You need to know, you, you need to be able to lick your finger and hold it up into the wind and know which way you're going to go. And um, yeah, so for me, it's all about sitting down with the material before I've written the episode, obviously, but but at least read through the research and I I start to formulate, oh, I know. So act one, I'm going to hit this. Act two, I'm going to hit this. And act three, I'll hit this. And and I know that the the theme that's moving the story forward through the episode, that's, that's sort of evolving and maturing in each act, um, that theme has a core and that core I want to bring out in the intro. Has it gotten easier over the years for you to stick the landing on that opening or just more familiar? It, um, it hasn't gotten harder, but it's. I think it will always be a challenge. I think it should be. I, I don't think, um, you know, I, I don't think these things come easy. You have to work at it. That's why people listen and say, oh, that's good. Mm. Oh, wow. You know, they, they, they really got me hooked on this episode, you know. Um, I, think, I think that's done because it takes hard work and uh some time and i don't rush things and you know i've i've had monday mornings where i sit down and i say you know crap i don't have an intro story and so i sacrifice my writing time to go find myself that intro story i i really put the effort into it is there a particular episode of lore whose opening was especially difficult i could probably find more difficult examples but just off the top of my head i think about you know episode eight the castle which is about a serial killer named hh holmes um, Chicago, turn of the century, I think 1893, 1895 or something. Um, a lot of people have heard of him and I knew I didn't want to just start off with an intro about, you know, like Jerry Seinfeld on stage, you know, what's the deal with serial killers, right? Like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to find a way to really hook people in and, and I, I stumbled upon this scene in his life where he, he was, he was this guy who was, he was big on insurance fraud claims and, um, and but he also married a number of women at the same time. And so I, I found this this scene in his bio that was essentially him marrying a woman while the woman who was there to witness it was also his wife. And he was married to another woman who was living elsewhere. And, you know, this was just months before all of this stuff would hit the fan. So um, I, I, I chose to instead of bringing in like a, a, a philosophical opening of let's talk about this concept or um or something like that, I decided to bring it in with sort of a, like a really brief vignette of a moment in his life. And, and that seemed to work. Yeah. I, I remember that episode vividly. So it, it definitely worked. Are there, are there any podcasts, whether they're narrative or otherwise, uh, that you may listen to that you think nail their openings? Well, I'll tell you, I don't listen to a lot these days because, um, if I'm listening to other people speak, I can't write and I can't edit. So um, th- that's the sad part about having like nine active shows and you know, two or three others in development is that I'm constantly listening to my own stuff. But I would say when I have time, I will always pull up an episode of 99% Invisible. And, and what Roman Mars and his team over there at 99PI do with those first couple of minutes that just pull you in is, um, 
it's almost a, a miracle of God. It's just so incredibly <laughs> well done. So, I mean, if, if anybody wants to sit down and pretend like they're listening to something as a textbook to learn, man, fire up 99PI, take notes on the entire episode, but those intros are, they're damn good. Are there any formats outside of podcasting, say movies or TV shows, where you get inspiration for your podcasts for storytelling? A little bit of everything. I, uh, you know, I I don't watch a lot of new TV shows. Um, very, you know, the ones that everybody talks about. Probably, you know, The Mandalorian is fantastic. Um, but right now, I'm I'm rewatching The X Files. You know, from season yeah. one on, and uh, and you know, those cold opens are great too. It's often a scene that doesn't involve Mulder and Scully and. So you go into, after the opening credits, you go in knowing a little bit more than they do and you're kind of waiting for them to catch up. But then, you know, details are thrown at you through the episode that change what you think you know. It's it's very, very well done. Um, so it's just about digesting in all the formats I can get my hands on. And uh, and also, you know, for me, it's, it's like flipping through Apple News on my iPad. You know, on a Sunday afternoon, I, I've got uh, the archaeology section bookmarked as one of my, like, personalized sections and I, I love reading through and reading about new discoveries and sometimes sometimes just reading a headline about a, a thing that's been found will trigger something in my brain that says oh I've got an episode coming up in two weeks or in two months that I know that that's the perfect story for and I'll bookmark that and, and make it something that's part of my research um cool well I've got one last question for you here okay. um besides just hooking the audience why does a strong opening matter? Well, look, there there are, what, 2 million podcasts in the Apple Podcast Store. Um, the, most podcasts that are created over the course of all their episodes in their catalog will probably never get more than 1,000 downloads. Um, to really, really float up the charts and have a show that that grows, you, you need to keep people the moment they tap play. You know, And this is one reason why um, I, I'm not a fan of, like, 10, 15 minute banter before getting to a topic on discussion shows. I, I know that there are a lot of popular shows that do that and they buck the trend, but I think in, in the long run, um, don't bore us, get to the chorus. I think, I think you need to give the listener, especially if they're brand new, right? Especially if it's the first time they've, they've tapped on your show and they're going to listen to what to them is their very first experience of the thing you make. Um, number one, you should always be making your show thinking it's that that episode is the first episode somebody will ever hear and it's mm-hmm. it's got to be good enough and so you know you don't want them turning it off after 30 seconds you want them to stick around and if you get them through the at least you know for me the two to three minute opening and then i say you know i'm mary Mankey and this is lore and then the music changes th- that right there that's that's enough of a a runway now they're in a little bit and and maybe they're less likely to turn it off so um and I think a lot of this can be done in the way you write. If you script out segments or segues in your show, you know, writing in a way that's people don't have to follow a, a 35 second sentence that's got a lot of commas and phrases in it. Like, be short, be quick, get the get to the point, make it clear what you're trying to do. And I think people are going to stick around longer. And that's that's the whole point, right? Like, we want to build an audience. So if you can get them to stick around they'll come back for the next episode that they hear and, or maybe they'll start binging your back catalog and that's all good for everybody. So um, I think we should always pay attention to those first 60 seconds just to make sure people stick. (laughs) 
That does it for this week at the Pod Lab. If you'd like to be featured on a future episode, send your questions to thepodlabpodcast at gmail.com. And when you get a moment, would you mind leaving an honest review? It really helps other listeners discover the show. Until next time, keep experimenting. The Pod Lab is a podcast movement original series produced and hosted by me, Doug Frazier. <laughs>